This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Meanwhile, S Tripe's Hot Pot, a restaurant in Havelock Road, was ordered to close from tomorrow to September 11th for flouting safe management measures. This included selling alcoholic beverages after 10.30pm. The restaurant's staffs transferred these beverages into teapots and empty green tea bottles before serving them. To avoid detection, staff were also not wearing masks or not wearing them properly, as Stripes was fined $2,000 for the offences. Whimsical Bar in Science Park Drive is closed as well for similarly serving alcohol after 10.30pm and allowing groups of more than five people to sit together. The bar was also operating without a food shop license and tables were placed less than a metre apart. The adjacent unit, Create Kitchen, also violated similar measures and was ordered to close until September 11th. Both these businesses were fined $1,000 each. With citizens and establishments bending the rules, experts have said it's not too soon for people to let their guard down. We're happy to welcome back Professor Teo Yig Ying to the show. He's the Dean of the Sorcery Hawk School of Public Health at the National University of Singapore. So Prof Teo, we can't expect most people to self-regulate and stick to the spirit of the guidelines. Do you think then that more rules should be implemented to cover any loopholes? Like when we saw um, eateries no longer allowing groups of more than five people to sit together uh, in light of, you know, some people getting around that, the, the, the five persons rule. Thank you for having me. So every country really have to experiment to find out what works and what doesn't. We can, of course, be absolutely strict and put in a lot more restrictions, including what you have mentioned about covering any loopholes in eateries, groups of more than five coming together. But whether these policies will be effective will still require individuals like you and me to follow the rules. If we keep thinking that I won't be so lucky to be infected, it won't happen to me, that's exactly when you introduce a crack in our community safety net and the coronavirus will exploit this crack. So I don't think it's necessarily about putting in stricter rules, but more about put, letting everyone know that there is a consequence to irresponsible actions. And by the way, let me touch a, a little bit about the specific case you mentioned, when there are more than five people from different households coming together in a restaurant, but on different tables. Yeah. We have all heard about super spreading events. And this means just one single event that has the ability to cause many people to be infected. The reason why there is a strict rule regarding large groups eating together is because time and again we know we see such meal gatherings to be the reason why there is a big cluster of infections. The question really is if we know this is the setting that leads to super spreading events, do we really still go ahead and allow large groups to eat together? Right. Prof, with the Singapore Tourism Board encouraging us to rediscover Singapore plus the upcoming handouts of the tourism credits is this then mixed messaging, you know, to go out, rediscover Singapore, but don't let your gut down? Well, not at all. It is not mixed messaging at all. I think COVID-19 is going to stay with us for the next 12 to 18 months, likely to the end of 2021. And what that means is that we really have to learn to live with the virus in a way that allows us to lead lives as normal as possible without significant risk to being infected and for the virus to spread in Singapore. A country that sees very little community cases 
But if the people are suffering because of widespread job losses, business failures, or that we are all getting a mental burnout because we keep worrying about the virus, our jobs, people can't go for holiday breaks. Our lives will be rigid and miserable with all the things we cannot do. So this is not an indication of a country that is handling the virus well at all. But instead, if we now allow domestic tourism to resume, people will return to work, schooling to continue, and generally most of the things that many of us would be normally be doing. And yet, our community cases remain low, remain manageable. I think that's a real indication Singapore is doing well to cope with the impact of the pandemic. Uh, Prof, as we saw in uh, South Korea, Australia and New Zealand, you know, these countries have had to uh, reimpose restrictions and it seems like a resurgence is inevitable as we start to open up. So is it possible at all to achieve an ideal equilibrium of not running the risk of a flare-up in the community while still enjoying our daily life and reviving the economy at the same time? So I think what we are trying to do now is exactly that letting lives return to normal for the most part while managing the risk of a resurgence in the community. We see that now there's some relaxation of our border control measures to Brunei and to New Zealand, mm -hmm. two countries that have actually done very well in keeping their number of community infections low and quickly stamping out any flare-ups. And I think this has to be the same for Singapore because we will see the occasional uptick in the number of community cases even perhaps a large cluster emerging. But I think the measure of success here is really in the ability to stem down this community cases and clusters without having to resort to a widespread lockdown. And I think as Singapore continues to lift more and more measures, especially around travel, I think we have to remember that the personal defenses such as mask wearing, social distancing, personal hygiene, will continue to protect us as individuals. And I think we have done very well playing our part up to today to keep the numbers down. So I think let's keep doing that and also to encourage our friends, families and colleagues to do so as well. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.